Welcome to Fantasy Wars. I'm your host, Jaime Rivera. Each week, we delve into different fictional war scenarios in video games, movies, series, and tabletop. This week, we're talking about two main armies in the world of Avatar The Last Airbender. The two biggest armies as well. The Fire Nation and the Earth Kingdom. We're putting these two factions against each other to see which of these two would win without outside help or interference. For those who are loyal to the fans of Avatar, that means no Aang or Avatar interference and no extra power from Chosen's Comet for the Fire Nation. I've studied these two armies comprehensively and have been watching the series and reading Avatar The Last Airbender lore for a long time. We're going to play a quick commercial for Avatar The Last Airbender new series coming to Netflix. The series is set in a war-torn world inspired by Asian and indigenous American cultures where individuals can bend or manipulate one of the four classical elements, water, earth, fire, or air. Aang, the last airbender, and the avatar serves as a bridge between the moral world and the spirit worlds. Possessing the unique ability to bend all four elements, tasked with maintaining world balance and peace, Aang must confront the militaristic Fire Nation's adventures to conquer the world. You can watch it on Netflix, available on February 22nd, 2024. With that said, welcome back to Fantasy Wars. My name is Jaime Rivera, and I hope you guys are excited for the series as much as I am. We'll start by talking a little bit about the backstory of the world and the circumstances that these two factions are currently fighting. During the Avatar's absence, the Fire Nation launches a war of conquest, seeking to dominate the other nations. Their military, led by Fire Lord Ozai, uses advanced technology and firebending to achieve their goals. The Earth Kingdom, on the other hand, has the largest army and is considered the only possible nation to stand against the Fire Nation. To make the fights fair between these two fictional armies, we will include all technological advancements until Ozai's defeat. This means that the Fire Nation will not have lightning bending due to it being very rare amongst the people, but the Earth Kingdom will not have an air force nor metal bending. We'll start with the most technological advanced faction, the Fire Nation. Fire Nation army in Avatar The Last Airbender 
was a powerful and technologically advanced military force known for its aggressive expansionist policies, influenced by Imperial Japan and China with the Tang Dynasty. The Fire Army is composed of both firebenders and non-firebending soldiers, including infantry, artillery, and cavalry. They use tanks, swords, spears, bows, and have formidable fire abilities. The cavalry and vehicle utilize Komodo rhinos. These are like rhino style uh, Komodo dragon creatures because the avatar likes to fuse character, uh, different beasts together. Ostrich horses and thunder tanks. The navy is an ironclad with trebuchets like fire boulder like weapons. They also have things like ballistas sometimes equipped with these tanks and also on the ships. Sometimes they also equip the Komodo rhinos with trebuchets, like a little small trebuchet, like a small catapult. The Air Force at this time utilizes air balloons and zeppelin sized airships controlled by firebenders. Their strategies are highly mobile and aggressive using clever and cunning tactics. Infantry flanks, heavy unit spearhead, and artillery provides suppressive fire. Speaking about the Fire Nation, I, I'm going to take a little break here and talk about and play a little bit commercial for the Avatar The Last Airbender Fire Nation Rising, a board game released last November. The Hundred Year War is still raging, and Firebender Master Lord Ozai is attempting to conquer the other nations and become the supreme leader. But the Day of Black Sun is quickly approaching, and players must take advantage of this celestial event, working together in this cooperative board game to stop Lord Ozai from achieving his goals. Recruit allies, combine special abilities, and gain the upper hand as you position your powers to utilize the solar eclipse in the defeat of the Fire Nation foes, and ultimately, Lord Ozai in a series of battles to restore the balance to the world. Thank you so much for listening. Now we're back to uh, Fantasy Wars with me, I'm Rivera. The Earth Kingdom is inspired by the Ming and Kun Dynasty. Sorry if I mispronounced that had one of the most powerful armed forces and capable of staving off assaults from the more sophisticated Fire Nation forces. The Earth Kingdom was composed of benders and non-benders, using a variety of weapons as well. Earthbenders use heavy circular stones as artillery. Cavalry and vehicles utilize ostrich horses as well. They also have eel hounds and earthbender tanks later on at the war. They also have, have supply trucks that carry weapons and battle elements for the other uh, soldiers. They do have a navy, although it is rarely seen and it is stated that it is vastly inferior to the ones from the Fire Nation. They usually possess junk ships and wooden ships, which 
you know, wooden ships are kind of flammable again, so nation known for, you know, fire. Uh, they currently do not have a air force for this specific scenario. The strategies that the Earth Kingdom use is uh, they use their soldiers and the terrain to their advantage, creating obstacles and launching surprise attacks. Guerrilla tactics such as ambushes and hit and run taxes are very common. In an all-out war, the Fire Nation could win early, but in the long term, the Earth Kingdom could prevail with attrition and technology. We talked about these two factions and how they would fare in an all-out war scenario. Well, the Fire Nation would start winning. In the end, the Earth Kingdom could prevail and attack back to regain their losses. Attrition and logistics favor the Earth Kingdom. In a war of attrition, long-standing, numbers, etc., unless the Fire Nation starts conscripting Earth Kingdom citizens to fight their war, it ultimately looks like the Earth Kingdom eventually could prevail. This is also excluding, uh, as well, inner politics and strategies and general strategies as well. Thank you all for joining this podcast today. This was your host, Jaime Rivera. We'll see you in the next episode of Fantasy Wars. And for those curious, be sure to follow the links below this description so you can follow us on our social media. And if you have any questions as well, so we can maybe answer them in the next episode. Take care.